0: How many of you have ever experienced a feeling of desperation? Have you ever felt that feeling? Yung, you, you feel so helpless and and hopeless, and you're in so dis- you're in despair. Hindi nyo alam anong gagawin nyo, right? Have you ever had that feeling? You know, you know. Uh, last year, early last year, I had a medical procedure. I had surgery, and while the surgery was successful. The recovery was such a pain. I had to recover for more than a month. And you know, the first two weeks of that recovery, it was so painful. You know, I would be curled up in bed every night. I couldn't sleep. And I would be crying out to God. I would, I would ask God, Lord, please help me. Please help me sleep. Please help relieve me of this pain. And you know what I would even do? I would text my male nurse, who happens to be in my D group family. And I would text him, Nico... Is there any medicine that I can take? Can we increase the dosage of my pain meds? Because it's so painful. And I I would even consult my, my, my doctor in the middle of the night. You know my doctor? His name is Dr. Google. And I would Google, how can I be relieved of this pain? And I was in such a desperate situation. What desperate need do you need a miracle for? Perhaps it's not you. Perhaps it's a loved one that you need a miracle for. Perhaps it's an illness. And this illness has been dragging on for so long. And you're just so exhausted. Nakakapagod na. Right? You've been drained out of resources. And the illness is just persistent in your life. Perhaps it's broken relationships. And as Pastor Mike shared with us yesterday, perhaps there are people who have hurt you. And it's so hard to forgive. Or you're asking for forgiveness and they they won't forgive you. Perhaps it's financial struggles and you're in debt and you don't know how to get out of this debt. Or perhaps it's battle with sin. And you've been crying out to God, Lord, I've been struggling with this sin for a very long time and I can't seem to overcome. You know, today we will look at a passage in Luke chapter 18. It is about a blind man who cried out to Jesus by faith. And received healing. And the simple title of our message today is also a call to action. That we too will cry out to Jesus. And we find our passage in Luke chapter 18. And it begins in verse 35. And it says, as Jesus was approaching Jericho, a blind man was sitting by the road begging. Begging. Now, while Luke did not identify who this blind man was, the Gospel of Mark tells us that the name of this blind man was Bartimaeus. And he has been blind for some time and he is sitting by the roadside. And where he was, it was a very strategic place. Right? Because where he was, a lot of people were coming and going and this was a perfect place for him to beg, to ask for help. But, we have to realize also how desperate his situation is. You know, when you and I are sick, right? When you and I are sick, especially during the holidays, how many of you got sick during the holidays, right? When when, when you and I are sick, we're not just struggling physically. When we are sick, it affects our whole being, right? Right? It impacts a lot of areas in our lives. When we are sick, it affects us phys- physically, but it also affects us socially. We cannot interact with people. We want to protect them from being uh, uh, infected or maybe our immune system is down so we don't want to uh, to be exposed to others. It affects us relationally because our family members, our loved ones are also taking the burden of taking care of us. It impacts us also emotionally but it's so frustrating when you're sick that you don't you cannot dictate when you're going to get healed and you just want to be better already it affects us uh, financially because we have to pay for medicine for treatment for doctors now imagine Bartimaeus you know when we're sick at least there's a glimpse of hope that you and I can get better But Bartimaeus was blind. And the only way that he could survive was to beg. Only way he could eat was to beg. He was in such a desperate situation. Now, the verse continues, the the passage continues in verse 36. It says, now hearing a crowd going by, he began to inquire. Bartimaeus was inquiring what, what the commotion was all about. And in verse 37, it says, they told him that Jesus of Nazareth was passing by. And you know what, Nazareth, what what Bartimaeus did? He called out saying, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Now, Bartimaeus didn't know where Jesus was and he just wanted to be heard. And so he, he shouted at the top of his lungs, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Now, notice what he did not say. When he found out what the commotion was all about, he didn't say, huh, Jesus? Who's that? Who is Jesus? You see, by this time, towards the end of Jesus' ministry, uh, the the news of who Jesus was and his works and his miracles were already known near and far. And perhaps Bartimaeus uh, has heard of Jesus, right? And he had a choice. Bartimaeus could have said, you know what? I don't believe in that Jesus. I don't think he's real. I think that Jesus is a phony. Or he could choose to believe all that he had heard. And that's what he did. Notice what he said. When people told him that Jesus of Nazareth, Jesus who comes from Nazareth is is here, he shouted, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Now, why is this important for us? You see, the Jewish people knew that the promised Messiah, the Savior, was going to come from the line of of David. He was going to come from the line of David. And so, in effect, uh, uh, Bartimaeus was saying that he, he recognizes that Jesus comes from the line of David, that he is the promised Messiah, and if he is the promised Messiah then Jesus must be the answer to his desperate situation. And he chose to believe this. And what did he cry out? He said, Jesus, have mercy on me. You know the word mercy in Greek is the word eleos, which, which means compassion for those who are suffering. And Bartimaeus recognized this need that he was suffering and that he needed mercy and perhaps this is the cry of your heart too lord i need mercy in my life lord naman sa akin hirap, na, hirap na ako. help me lord have mercy on me when you pray to jesus do you recognize jesus for who he is or do you doubt him? Do you recognize that he's merciful? That he's a miracle-working God? That he loves you? And you know, after he shouted, guess what the crowd did? Those who led the way were sternly telling him to be quiet. Shh! Ang ingay mo! Quiet! Ang gulo mo! But what did Bartimaeus say? I don't care. And he shouted all the more. And he kept crying out all the more. He said, son of David, have mercy on me. You know, many times we, when we come to God, there are many obstacles to our faith. People will tell us, why are you praying to God? He's not real. You know, take, 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 take. Take responsibility for everything. You know, God is a fairy tale. Don't believe in Him. Why are you praying? And while we can choose to disregard all these things, you know, I realize that one of the biggest obstacles to our prayer in our faith are doubts that come from within. Perhaps there are questions in our mind, and we ask, Does Jesus really listen? Does He really care? Can he really help me? Or maybe we entertain the lies of Satan when he tells us, you know, you don't deserve to come to God. You don't deserve to ask God for anything. Or God doesn't care about you. Do you have doubts like these? Then you know what? All the more we need to cry out to Jesus. You know, I remember this Father who's in in scriptures in the book of Mark where this father whose child was possessed by an evil spirit. And Jesus was talking to him. And Jesus told him, if you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. And you know what the father responded with? The father immediately, the uh, the father of the child cried out to Jesus and said with tears, I believe. Please help me with my unbelief. And perhaps this should be a prayer, the prayer of some of us right now. Lord, I'm having a hard time believing. I'm having doubts in my heart. Please help me believe. And when Jesus stopped and commanded that he be brought to him, and when he came near, he questioned him. Jesus asked Bartimaeus, what do you want me to do for you? And Bartimaeus said, Lord, I want to regain my sight. You know, many people expect help. Many people expect answered prayers. But don't come to God in prayer. Some of us say, well, you know, I'll fix this first. I'll be in control of this situation and we don't come to God in prayer. Bartimaeus asked Jesus, Lord, I want to regain my sight. And Jesus said to him, Receive your sight. Your faith has made you well. That day, Bartimaeus received healing. He received healing physically. Right? He received his sight. But more importantly, Bartimaeus received spiritual healing. You see this word where Jesus says, your faith has made you well. This this phrase, made you well, is one word in the Greek language. It is the word sozo, meaning to save. It is to be healed spiritually. And in effect, what Jesus was saying, Bartimaeus, receive your sight, but know that your faith in me has saved you your faith in me has saved you immediately Bartimaeus regained his sight and began following Jesus glorifying God when all the people saw it and they gave and when all the people saw it they gave praise to God now when Bartimaeus encountered Jesus and when he was healed his prayer was answered guess what Bartimaeus response response was did he say, wow, now I'm healed. I can do all the things I couldn't do before. I'll go on a vacation. I'll, I'll watch movies, right? Or perhaps the, the healing for us comes in, wow, now I'm out of debt. Wow, thank you, Lord. Now, I will spend some more. I will go shopping. Or, you know, now I am healed. Wow, I will abuse my, my body some more. I will eat anything that I want, right? And he could have taken advantage of, of that healing and did whatever he wanted. But what Bartimaeus did was this. He began following him and glorifying God. And the result was that people saw what, God, what Jesus did and they gave praise to God. You know, while God answers our specific prayers, God oftentimes uses These answered prayers to fulfill a greater purpose that leads to His glory. And that others will recognize the work of God in our lives. You know, God doesn't want to meet us only in our desperate moments. God wants to meet you and walk with you every moment of your life. We want to glorify God. And that's why, you know what? Every prayer and fasting, we ask you, please share with us your answered prayers. Why? So that we can all glorify God, right? We can just all talk about how amazing God is, how He's a prayer answering God. And so please, we ask you, please share your answered prayers with us. You can email us at ccf.org.ph, or you can use the hashtag CCF Answered Prayer when you post something in social media. But let us worship and praise God together. Now, before we close, I'm going to ask a dear brother in Christ who would like to glorify God through his testimony. Let's all welcome our dear brother, James Brocal.
1: Good evening. I was a good boy during my younger years. I never had vices nor did drugs. No wild parties and spent most of my time at home. I worked for a BPO company as a customer service representative and made my way up to a management position. I worked for that company for 14 years and had the privilege of supporting my family financially. With this, I felt that I already returned a son's favor to his parents, aka the eldest son mentality. But I came to a point where I felt like I had nowhere to go in my career, and that was when my parents invited me to join them at CCF's 31st anniversary service. I hesitated to go, but eventually did. In that worship message, I felt the Lord was talking to me. True salvation became real. Eventually, I confessed my need for Jesus and prayed for him to be the Lord of my life. After committing my life to Jesus, I joined and volunteered various ministries. Then later, joining CCF as a full-time staff. There, I grew spiritually and was living a normal and happy life. When the pandemic hit, I decided to leave as a full-time staff and went back to the BPO industry. It was also during this time that I met Alicia, a hemodialysis nurse who is now my wife. 2021 was also a time of testing. My dad passed away in his sleep. A few months after, I was diagnosed with end-stage chronic kidney disease, which required me to go through dialysis on a regular basis until I can have a kidney transplant. I was devastated. I was worried of the physical changes in my body, the financial challenges of going through all the procedures, and eventually death. But praise God, because my wife is a professional nurse. He had a purpose for allowing me to meet her during a time as that. Grief caused us to cling to God in each other. Given my diagnosis... I was unsure if I could handle the financial responsibilities of living independently. As I faced this health challenge, I struggled to deal with the physical changes brought by this disease. The frequent needle-piercing my arms have to endure during dialysis, the loss of weight and appetite, and also the ability to sustain the energy of walking and even climbing stairs. There was one time all I could do was crawl. The financial challenges also weighed on me. I had a lot of sleepless nights and struggled with nausea and frequent vomiting. There were moments that I would fall into a dark pit of guilt, pity, and blame. But praise God for all my loved ones for reminding me that God is a merciful and healing God. I need only to be still and worship the Lord. Because of that, I repented from all self-pity and self-blame. I choose to surrender all my fears to the Lord. I can't explain enough the value of my life verse, as it is written in James 1, verses 2 to 4. Consider it all joy, my brothers and sisters, when you encounter various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces endurance, and let endurance have its perfect result, so that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. In prayer, I cry and surrender all my fears to the Lord praying for strength and perseverance and not to give up because I trust that God's way are good and perfect. Living the Christian life is not hard. It is impossible. But what makes it possible to endure is the unconditional love and support of God through His promises in the Bible, my family, and my CCF community. I am grateful for everyone who continues to pray for us and for my healing, I am James Bruckal, who believes that the Lord God is a great healer, reminding me to worship him, endure, be still, and always have faith, even in adversity. Praise be to God.
0: Praise God. Thank you, James. And this is Alicia, the wife of James. And I'd like to ask all of you to please extend your right hand towards the couple as we pray for them. Let's lift them up to the Lord. Our Heavenly Father, we just acknowledge, dear God, that you are sovereign and in control. And we know, dear God, that while there are so many things that can happen to us that we do not understand, we can trust, dear God, that you are loving, that you are faithful. Father, we lift up James and Alicia to you. Thank you, Lord God, for an opportunity to trust in you as they go through this season of dependence and faith. Lord, we pray for healing for James. And while you just continue to work in, in their situation, I pray, dear God, that you continue to strengthen their heart, strengthen their faith, dear God. And Lord, that you would provide for all their needs. We know, Lord, that there is a possible procedure for, uh, for, for James to, to have a kidney transplant. And we pray, dear God, that you would allow his body to be able to to, uh, endure this, this procedure, oh God. Father, at the end of the day, we continue to praise you in whatever circumstance and we continue to entrust them to you because we know, dear God, that you are a loving God, a faithful God, a merciful God. We lift up our brother and his whole family to you, his wife, Alicia. We love you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Thank you, James and Alicia. You know, maybe you're saying, Omar, I've, I've been crying out to Jesus for the longest time. And I don't even know if He is listening. I am tired of my situation. I've, I've been here for so long. You know, perhaps... God's answer to your prayer is not a change of circumstance, but a change of heart. To a heart that trusts Him, a heart that is surrendered to Him, a heart that worships Him, no matter what the circumstance, a heart that is surrendered to His will and His purpose. Maybe you're experiencing darkness right now. You know, John chapter 8, verses 12 says, Then Jesus spoke to them, saying, I am the light of the world. He who follows me will not walk in the darkness, but we, he will have the light of life. God does not only want to heal us physically, he wants to heal us spiritually. He wants us to walk with him and experience him as the light of To our life. As we close, I'd like to ask everyone to please close your eyes. And as your eyes are closed, I'd like you to imagine it if there is any struggle in your life, if there is anything that you are praying for, if there is any desperate need for a miracle. And then imagine like what happened to Bartimaeus. Jesus is passing by. But he stops in front of you to meet you. And he asks you, what do you want me to do for you? Cry out to Jesus. Cry out to Jesus knowing that He is a miracle working God, that He is a merciful God, that He is a faithful God, and that He is a God who loves you. Father, we just pray tonight. I pray for my brethren, oh God, Lord, that you would help all of us as we cry out to you to cry out in faith to trust you, dear God. I know, Lord, that there are things that we do not understand that happens to us, difficult moments. But, Lord, we know that we can trust in you. We can trust, dear God, that you care for us and that you love us. Meet us in this time of prayer, Lord. May we know you more. May we draw closer to you. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. God bless all of you.